0: life's a little sweeter
1: here on dazed and infused all right all so we have a great guest tonight we have chris lane from airfield supply companies you're the chief marketing officer is that right i am all right um welcome again to our home audience our studio audience and tonight we have chris lane from airfield supply company you are the chief marketing officer and uh, airfield has been around a long time, hasn't it?
0: Yeah. Almost uh, 12 years, It'll be 12 years in February. So February, 2010.
1: Yeah, it's pretty intense. I mean, um, you guys have really, um, your OG, um, in the medical market, obviously first, and transitioned in two fifteen to the, the new world order, as we know it now in cannabis. And, uh, it's, um, Really good site. I, I've seen you your work here, and I'm I'm assuming this is your work too. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a bit me. Obviously, it's a quite a big team, but yeah,
1: certainly yeah, a lot of it.
0: You know, the strategy.
1: So, um, before we get started, can I offer you a Keith cola? I'm sure. All right. Let's see what we got here. And say no. Keith, Keith. has been a guest on the show before, and uh, so we always like to share the wares of our guests in the course, past. So, what would you like? Orange root beer or cola? Ooh. I'm gonna go orange. Boom. I I need get to get that. An icy glass. Oh, here. oh. I, I think first gonna, class service. I'm gonna have a root beer. That was that. I was I was debating the two. So, um, well, it's it's nice to have you here too. Uh, is we don't get very many in person interviews. This is our first with a new studio look here, and I'm stoked to have you um here because on the retail front we don't get a lot of people. I've had on uh, Lana Kea from a 365 up in Santa Rosa, right. but that's it. And it's interesting for the people at home to hear about what and how the retail machine works and cheers to you. And I'll ask you my first question that I sure. ask every guest. What's your personal historical relationship to cannabis? How do you come to cannabis?
0: Yeah. Um, you know, personally, I came to it. So I
1: grew up in the Midwest,
0: uh, in St. Louis, okay. very different from Marin County, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. In a lot of ways, but, uh, very similar in, in a few, probably cannabis being one of them. I think, you know, that's, it is one of the great uniters in the world. I've, I've talked about this in a lot of different places, but, um, you know, I've been lucky enough to travel the world a lot for work and cannabis has always been something that if you don't know anyone, it's always something to bond over. Right. right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is really interesting. And, and, all different places but um you know i came to it socially just with friends sitting around a campfire i mean I, you know everyone, college that kind of thing uh, yeah yeah exactly um yeah <laughs> and, uh, and yeah you know it's it was something that i think even in in the early days right before the world became what it is it was it was always a unifying and sort of connecting thing and so i think that's you know that's always been a um something that I've been really passionate about and then came to it you know professionally from uh you know brand strategy and consulting and working with airfield supply company which was then called South Bay Healing Center originally on a um okay right. uh, on the rebrand in 2015 um so the CEO and founder Mark Matlich who is still the the CEO and founder obviously yep. um wanted to work on a rebrand or freshen it up there was a lot of changes going on in the industry at that time they were moving locations and so um, I got brought in to help work on, you know, naming strategy, positioning, all those kind of things, and, and have kind of sort of taken off from there. I was a consultant for a long time, and now, you know, full time. Wow. So you were back in
1: 2015 then. Yeah, 2015 was was when we developed the Airfield brand. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot longer than I thought you'd been there. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So you've really seen the trajectory through the early days and into today, and how the market has changed dramatically. You oh, know? drastically.
0: I. You know, it's interesting. Back back then that's not so long but it's not that long (laughs) ago but uh you know i remember when we first sat down mark and i and and the creative director that we worked with on whose name is sam jordan who we still do projects with Mm -hmm. together even though he's now moved to sweden and now amsterdam and all these things we've you know whenever we're doing a a really meaningful project we bring in sam in and and sit down and, and talk through it um but you know really the brief that mark gave at that point or or the intent he had he was like listen the one thing i don't want this to be is a cannabis dispensary like an obvious cannabis dispensary the green cross the the purple and and you know the yeah. the, the zigzag edge of the leaf and all those things that were you know were really easy they're really easy reads uh-huh. to the world but yeah but it didn't really it didn't it didn't have a brand right it was it was presentation and so Um, Yeah, back then, you know, we were one of the first to really sort of dive in on the concept of developing a true holistic brand, um, where it was about why we exist rather than simply what we sold. Um, And I think that resonated a lot, especially in those early days. Um, You know, and now we're seeing a lot of people sort of catching up to that idea of true brand driven development. Right. Um, But yeah, it's been a it's been a really interesting uh, industry to watch growth as a consultant from afar for a while. You know, it was, it was fairly hands off after launching Airfield and then joined two and a half, it'll be three years in March, um, full time and, and watching then cause that's really, that was right around the time when things just yeah. were starting to come online in the, in the big sense of the word brand.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I mean, you also, you made it through, um this COVID thing, you know, and this yeah. whole thing, it's been super weird. I mean, there was a, that point at which in March of 2020, I guess when everyone was just, are we going to exist tomorrow? You yeah. know, um, yeah. is, uh, is cannabis going to be open? Are we going to be deemed essential? And thank God we were, because we'd all be not having this conversation right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not. But yeah, I mean, we are obviously really grateful that, that, that conversation came
0: really quickly it or did. that, that decision. I mean, we, uh, I'll know. I think it was March fifteenth was right when everything started hitting, and you yeah, know, that was, you know, some of the craziest days ever. We actually made the decision proactively to close for a half a day, which we never do for for Airfield. For people who don't know, you know, we see between a thousand to two thousand people a day, yeah. um, every single day, and so, you know, we are an incredibly high volume dispensary that's built on you know an incredible retail team around logistics and all these things. Like it is a it is a one hundred seventy five uh, employees at any given time, you know, give or take.
1: Wow. Quite a show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're, we're vertically integrated. So we have cultivation, we have retail, we have e-commerce, we have delivery, um, you know, everything. And so, uh, when it first hit, yeah, it was about, okay, how do we do this? Right. We wanted to make sure, first of all, that our, our, our team, you know, our internal team was ready and prepared and comfortable and confident and all those kind of things. You know, we made a decision at a business level about how we make sure that employees feel supported. Um, and then it was you know straight to work for how do you support the community because obviously no one no one knew what to do no one knew what was going to happen um and yeah thankfully we were able to do that but obviously delivery skyrocketed overnight e-commerce skyrockets overnight yeah um you know we we poured gas on things we were planning to develop over the next year and and develop them in
1: weeks got him up and running well i have to say that i did a little deep dive on not only what you do what the company does the ethos of the company but i also looked into employment employment you know with not with you guys but what people your past employees have said about you guys and you know we have very good ratings i mean people like it and I've noticed also that on some of the boards, when people criticize you, you got, people got back to them and talked to them about what the what the changes were afoot and how the, you guys made things better. So that's really, really cool to see. Yeah, I mean, we we obviously employees are the number one
0: focus for us, yeah. uh, especially, you know, with a big team, but big team, small team, we could be five people, we could be 150. Um, we know, uh, you know, at a strategic level, I mean, Mark is is incredible as an owner, when it comes to be thinking employee first, I think we know we can only give as good a service to customers as we can internally value our employees at, like happy employees, happy service, happy customers. And so for us, not to say that it's it's about driving, you know, to the ends, but it's it is really it's been a core. I mean, like you said, Airfield was founded in 2010. It came out of the medical days. It came out of service. Yeah, it did. It came out of the concept of people looking for safe, secure easily accessible high quality cannabis for whatever they needed and wanted it for and right. so that's always been at the ethos the mission of the company has always been uh you know to to help everyone enjoy life's journey to the fullest every single day
1: that's great um, great mission statement I yeah I like so that.
0: that you reflect that internally yeah. uh and it allows you to really prioritize what you do you reflect it externally and you start thinking about how do you, how do you bring that to life in everything from retail to e-commerce to delivery to anything?
1: Um, I'm just sort of the people at home know, um, I did not fly Chris in or anything like that to the studio. We both live in the same small hometown in here in Marin County, California, in San Anselmo. So he, he walked down, I think, there we go. I
0: could, I could, I think cartwheeled down and not broke a sweat, <laughs> yeah. which is amazing. Yeah.
1: So it was nice to have somebody in, uh, to, to enjoy this new kind of studio look we've got That's here. Amazing. And um, very simplistic, but it works and um, I'm, I'm happy you're here. Also, we have a brand called House 420 um, in my distro with sense distribution. Mm-hmm. And we had a lot of people from airfield at our last event in downtown Oakland. Yeah, which was cool. They, you guys represented well. We invited all of your bud tenders, managers, buyers, everybody. A lot of people came, which was really nice to see. Yeah, we we, appreciate that. Yeah, we always try to try to come out, especially for the brands that
0: that feel like they've got a good mission and a good perspective on the world.
1: Yeah, that's good. Um, Now, did you um, in the past week? Did you guys participate at all? Tour um, Hall of Flowers, that kind of thing.
0: Oh, we did. We actually launched our new product company at Hall of Flowers. What, what, what's that? Uh, so it's called Aviation Cannabis. Okay. Uh, and it's a company that we've been working on for actually over a year. Um, so Airfield, like I mentioned, has been vertically integrated from the very beginning. Um, you know, we grew... Uh, first under kind of a house label and then we had launched a brand called jet fuel and now aviation cannabis is something that we've been working on for for some time um in fact did it with the same creative director i was mentioning uh that we did the original airfield branding with um, brought in an an illustrator it's a really design driven brand on the packaging side who's based out of Mm -hmm. austria to work on this creative execution of these stories around the strains but um, so we launched that at Hall of flowers, cool. um, inexperiential for the wholesale market. It's actually, it's been hitting shelves at airfield for the last couple of weeks, month or so. What's the product lineup? Yeah. So it's, it's all flower driven. So we, we, every single product that you're going to touch is, is house grown by us on site at airfield, literally vertically integrated. We wow. grow, we grow it upstairs. We package it downstairs wow um that's and cool. so flower on the you know it's it's eighths pre-rolls infused pre-rolls multi-packs vapes concentrates mm-hmm. um and all all very focused on flavor and terpene profiles that's we have always had a really big belief um our chief cultivation officer noah sweeters is is you know, for a long time and leading the charge that you know it's not just about thc percentage it's about the entourage effect and flavor let's like, stop
1: right there yeah. I, uh, it's a big uh, it's a uh, big one it's a big it's issue a big for one. me this whole the whole thing about percentage thc percentage mm-hmm. it seems to me it's such a niche thing for your heavy hitter crowd right i'm uh, you know th- that consumer exists it's fine i sure. understand that yeah absolutely but It's also, I think a bit problematic, this whole drive. And I don't see as much up in Northern California as I do in Southern California. Uh, The Southern California market really is pushing percentages higher and higher and higher. And the the end result is where is this going, right? Is it going to 50%? I mean, come on, I mean, for flour, number one, it's very hard to get something in a flour product over 35%.
0: Especially consistently.
1: Consistently, right.
0: What you get is people taking risks or um, being, Stressed into doing things that are that frankly just don't represent the best kind of output material,
1: right? Or and you you lose something. Yes, you yeah, lose yeah. something. And, and for us, our
0: focus has always been flavor and experience first. Mm-hmm. Um, and we think that if you can get an incredible terpene profile and you have incredible taste, your entourage experience is going to be exactly what you want. I mean, we've and we had actually spoke on this at Hall of Flowers okay. um, with some other people, including uh, a Southern California. Um, retail brand catalyst, um, the CEO of that company who, you know, we were having this discussion backstage and like, we, we should do it on the stage, yeah, right? That you should, that percentages are great, but what we don't want to do is lock people into a, a false narrative flavor and experience are where things are going to come from. Cannabinoids are where people are going to experience things. You know, I, I don't really like the alcohol comparison. Cause I don't think it works, but like people no. don't go into a bar and say, Hey, do you have any Everclear?"
1: right? I can't believe you just said that. Cause that's yeah. what I say. Yeah. It's, I, everyone says it. Cause it's so true. You know, it's like, it's like <laughs> give me your strongest ever clear. Yeah, exactly. Like, what? Oh yeah. I'm going to get there quicker. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. That's not, and that's it's not so cool. like shit
0: in it. Yeah, exactly. Let's, yeah. let's focus on flavor. I mean, aviation, like one of the things that we always have pushed, even, you know, before this packaging line was even out there, or this, this brand was out there. And, and we've also done a ton on optimizing flavor and in our team, our cultivation team is amazing about, Perfecting genetics and consistency—that's okay. a huge focus. Do you
1: control your own genetics then? Yeah, 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 on everything. So yeah. truly integrated, vertically integrated. Truly
0: vertically integrated. I mean, we have some strains. We're really famous for our Jack Herrera strain. We've been working off that strain, that specific phenotype. We've been, you know, propagating and perfecting it for over a decade, specifically. And that's something that we've really built a name on. We, so you know-
1: basically work with Jack himself? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I oh, actually I saw his son last yeah. week. But okay, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but. More, um, you know, that allows us to, when you, when you have it and you know, you have consistency and you know, you have that, you have the ability to, you know, we grow at a craft level. We're not trying to grow these massive, massive things. We want to grow things that we're really proud of that we can bring to market, you know, for our customers and for a select strategic partners, you know, throughout the state, um, but you want to know that you can deliver consistent quality every single time.
1: So let me ask you a question. This is kind of a little bit of a pet peeve of mine um, because I deal with so many growers in the desert, right? Yeah. And uh, the environmental impact of this, you know, I just did an editorial on this on Saturday. It's something that I I don't think enough people are really addressing. Now in NorCal, you don't have the big temperature fluctuations you do down there. So right. your, your energy draw and the rest of it is a lot different. Um, do you guys also have outdoor grow or is it all indoor right now? So it's
0: all indoor right now. Um, Cause our, our license in San Jose is, it has to be indoor. So right. we don't really have much of a choice on that. Got it. Um, we always, obviously a, a huge focus for us on the, on the balance of this is, is anywhere we can bring sustainability into processes. So that's something we're always really focused on We yep. a lot of time working on the packaging side of that when it came to sustainability, whether that was reclaimed plastics or biodegradable plastics or those kind of things. Um, but then on the cultivation side, yeah, I mean, we're we're always looking at what can we do better how can we maximize every square inch when it comes to lighting and you know electrical usage water usage anything like that you guys
1: solar, solar or anything like that yeah. it's
0: we're not right now we've been playing with it um because we're obviously a, a commercial operation and we're literally in the heart of silicon valley it's yeah a, it's a really complex thing to integrate in but well we've...
1: i gotta tell you something i ran a factory for 27 years <laughs> yeah. in west oakland and i i took the dive and installed um solar panels and i had 55 kilowatts on my roof there you go uh i, I spent up and got the better panels and yeah. after 15 years I had um, 3% degradation in my solar panel efficiency and I basically paid 175 bucks a month for my power
0: that's amazing
1: yeah. so it does work and so. If oh you, yeah you no, are considered... we, we are
0: actively having conversations cool. in every direction we actually on the on the delivery side, one of the things that we did was decide to invest in teslas for huh. our suite so, whoa yeah yeah so we deliver <laughs> you are silicon valley <laughs> we are silicon valley we we have uh we have anywhere between you know i think it's 12 cars right now i think eight of them are teslas currently yeah. and so um That's that allowed us both from a business side could, fancy yeah really operational efficiently yeah but also from a, a, or a cost perspective it's i mean you know no dependence on fossil fuel we're working off electric power versus versus gas i mean there's yeah there was a lot of immediate benefits that were super super compelling for us but also aesthetically it, it fits the brand which is nice but you know it's it, that, it, that hit doesn't get passed on to the consumer that's a we made the investment in that we put in superchargers and now we're running really efficiently
1: so it does sound like you're doing what, whatever you can do which Any, is important. anywhere we can that's uh, fantastic that's
0: that from from our ceo mark down. like there is a there is a full commitment and really a, a passion that sustainability needs to drive this i think you know As a leader in the industry, as a brand, as someone who's been around for a long time, we know you only get one shot at at sort of introducing yourself to the world. And so if we cut corners and try to do things to this race out in front, at the end of the day, like we're going to create detriment that is not there. And our intent is is long-term positive impact. We're not looking for... Day by day. Good message you know, in things. this industry.
1: Yeah. So uh, before we continue, I want to just do a couple of shout outs. We're going to do a live um, readout here for two great emerging companies that we do business with. One is Bake Betty's uh, Delicious Rice crispy Treats out of um, the Cathedral City, California. Courtney has been making her delicious Rice crispy Treats for many, many years. And um, so if you see them on a shelf near you, try it. Bake Betty's at seven different flavor profiles. Amazing packaging and made by hand by Courtney and her staff down in Cathedral City. Well worth the money and investment. I think you should try it out. Also, I have to give a shout out to my boy, Jesse, up in um, Mendocino and uh, at Sticky Fields. um, Visited with him at his farm yesterday. It was amazing. He's got a great crop coming in of many different delicious flavors. So look for his flower at a dispensary near you soon. So that is Sticky Fields and he is OG of OG. So um, getting back to um, this retail, what are your challenges in cannabis retailing right now? Because I have a lot of thoughts on this right now because there's a lot of bullshit right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of challenges right now. Yeah. There's a lot of challenges in, in every way. I mean, you know, from a retail perspective, our our focus has always been on how do we provide, you know, our, our retail is built on, on three core values, right? Incredible customer service, incredible brand experience, in, in curation. Um, those are the three things that we've built our name on and that we try to bring to any scenario possible. So from a retail perspective, for us, challenges are always how do we come good on those? Obviously, in COVID, take a drink. Sure. End,
1: um, end of COVID. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> One day, right? Uh you know, those battles, those battles become harder. You know, in an optimal condition, perfect customer service is is on the team to constantly be working on. Perfect brand experiences on marketing to ensure it delivers the right messages and we can come good on the product experiences and work together with our retail team, which we have an amazing retail team led by our, our chief sales officer, Hudson Moore and, and Matt Mahaffey is our GM that are constantly working to refine and, and, and perfect and perfect and perfect their side of it while we match up with that. And product curation, you know, comes down to being able to look around the corner for the right kind of things, constantly having your eye on the ball and making sure that, that, you know, you're both driving the market, but also reacting to what you know is coming. And so for us, yeah. the challenges, you know, usually fall into making sure all three of those things line up right together. Um, layer on top of that, the fact that marketing is essentially impossible in cannabis.
1: Uh, yeah, that's our, my next question. is yeah. <laughs> What are you doing for marketing? Because, uh, I mean, there's been in this last year, and I'm, I know, you know, this there's been three major sweeps through Instagram. Yep. A last one was, I think just three or four weeks ago. Yeah.
0: I, I, it seems like we're still kind of seeing the tail end of that one.
1: Yeah. And, but I, I have to say we have a mark, a social marketing manager and he's very good at what he does. Uh, shout out to you, Fabian, if you're listening. Um, job, yeah. <laughs> he, he knows the ins and outs and he reads the regs really well. So yeah. um, he keeps those images off of overt consumption and uh, you know, but I was like, at uh, the Planet Thirteen opening recently, yeah, right? and I ran into the Long Beach one, yeah, yeah, and I ran into Breezy pups. I don't know if you know who Breezy yeah. is. She's a nice girl, and um, the day before, I think she'd had sixty five thousand followers, just wiped, yeah. And she, you know, asked to get it, but it was, I think, it was because she was down in Vegas, you know, at some event and a champs, I think, and um, a little too much consumption on camera, yeah, and that got got her and a lot of people to boot that week, yeah, which was bad.
0: Yeah. There's, I mean, you see it, you see it every week. Um, You know, it's, it's a challenge, but it's a reality right now. Um, You know, I think that's the way we kind of look at it as a business is to your point, you have to understand the regulations. You have to be really smart about it. Um, You know, don't, don't go poking fingers or poking the bear when you don't want to do it. But that being said, you know, the reality is whether that's even just organic content right getting taken down for posting something that is that is you know theoretically speaking a lifestyle which is the way that it's sort of framed up usually Um, but obviously then even more proactively when it comes to like paid content you know you 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 know I mean it just it is what it is so I think what it what it forces you to do is be more creative Um, that's that's the way that we try to look at it um, with a smile on our face but it, <laughs> uh, you know you have to figure out ways to authentically engage people on their terms in the channels that they're using um, and find ways to provide value so for us that's a lot of community engagement um that's a lot of community outreach you know we view that organic community building as a, as a massive channel for us um you know organic content where we can own content i see our our, our site up in the background yeah. you know we spent Almost a year developing that e-commerce platform on our own. It's built on Adobe Magento Commerce 2. I mean, this is this is not a out-of-the-box plug and play. This is developing. You, do, you did it yourself. Yeah. We literally built it ourselves because we wanted to build an experience that again, going back to the big three, great brand experience, great customer service, great curation. You know, the out-of-box e-commerce solutions don't really offer those kind of things. So a site like that is an incredible marketing channel to be able to own your message and drive people and expose and educate and, and communicate and offer customer service. We've got machine learning on there that recommends products. We've got live Budtender chats. We've Jesus. got all these things. Yeah, <laughs> we made a thing. Yeah, um, no, it's
1: a really cool thing. I mean, I didn't even realize it was in that in depth. I have to I'll have to go through it a little more What with, with regard to like your outreach. Right. Are you doing things for seniors, for vets, for disabled, that kind of thing? Like discount nights or special nights for disabled, or that you know? Yeah, to, absolutely. To I mean, really identify those communities.
0: Yeah, I mean that is that that's always been at the core of the brand. Again, coming from from you know 2010, uh, veteran, disabled, senior, all of those were were core demos that we knew were were searching for options and and were our core customer base. Um, you know at the medical level beyond beyond yeah. anything else. And so we've always tried to keep that really true to the core. Every Monday we have 20% off for of veterans.
1: We have a standing discount for hold on. Veterans. We gotta we gotta advertise that a little more. Oh, you hear that you know vets? What? All you vets out there 20% off on when? Monday? On no, Mondays. Mondays. Anytime? All day.
0: All day. All day. All day then, Vets, 20% off. Yeah. And in 5% off any day, all day. Same thing with seniors. Fantastic. Um you know we've got a lot of programs we're trying to launch like that. We're, you know, we're constantly trying to look at cannabis is like a really interesting time right now where people are, there's a lot of discounting, right? Discounting for discount sake. And we'll throw this here and throw that there. And it moves dollars left and right, but it doesn't really help the business. And it doesn't necessarily really, you know, it offers a discount if you want to buy that product. But for us, we're much more focused on value driven program. And it
1: doesn't necessarily promote a rebuy. No, 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 no. Maybe promotes trial. You got trial, which is good,
0: which is good, but it's good for the brand sure it's an audition for the brand but we'd rather find ways to to create value for people based on their values and their beliefs or anything like that so yeah it's what, a, it's a delicate balance
1: i'm for gonna, sure i, I want to ask you and you know feel free to tell me to f off here but um the okay there's there's something going on right now take it sip before this one yeah <laughs> get ready. <laughs> um that you know you do have a couple of the products on your on your website um that the the, there's a lot of corporatization happening and what i'm seeing right now is a lot of marginalization of really hard-working people who really put their all into the cannabis branding and product side that are not getting a good shake is there anything internal that you guys are doing to start taking a look at some of these because i represent 15 brands, 16 right. brands right now. Right. Yeah. I look for makers. I look for artisans. I look for these people like Courtney from Bake Betty's, um, that bring something new, interesting and different. And as far as, you know, um, like hall of flowers, hall of flowers is, is fine. It was a good show. wasn't great, yeah. but what I didn't see there was a lot of new, interesting and different.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. We, I was, I was having a bit of that conversation. Um, But I think to your to your point about what do we do? One of the things that we are very, very focused on, and and this is does get a bit down into the retail weeds that I I touch less than like the strategy and and brand side of things. But we have a committed portfolio review every single quarter that we're doing and looking at it and saying not only what products do we have that we're currently carrying that maybe aren't performing, um, are aren't necessarily, and it's like getting pretty in the weeds. But
1: no, um, everybody wants to hear this because. I'm a I'm a big proponent, and I've said it on many, many of my podcasts. And I'm going to say it here now again. If you don't see it, ask for it. Yeah. And there's no way so, anyone's going to know that you want this shit unless you ask for it.
0: And so we are our customer feedback line, um, which is it's just a section on our website. You can drop yeah. in. Hey, I wish you had this brand is one of the ways that we do keep the finger on the pulse, which is huge. But that's what I was going to say is, is we do a portfolio review of everything that's on there. And at the same time, we also take a look at the market. We've got, you know, a master CRM of every brand that we've ever heard of, been contacted by or any of those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And take a look and say, is there something we're missing in the portfolio that we should be evaluating? Um, You know, there's always this battle of how many SKUs is too many SKUs? How many SKUs is too few SKUs? So like you always have to find the way. For us, square footage is a huge challenge. Um, We are, I mean, we are bursting at the seams. Like I said, we've got a product company, we've got production, we've got retail, fulfillment, e-commerce, delivery, all these different... You know, departments and, and efforts. So, you know, it'd be great to have 5000 SKUs and, and see what lives and dies and figure out how to do it right. But we have to we have to curate based on that. And so our our procurement team, our strategy team is constantly looking at what are we missing? What are we missing? Because we know and some of that comes from the consumer. Some of that comes from brands reaching out and, and it gets logged in the in the CRM. And we say, OK, we have to we got to go back and look at it and make sure we're not missing anything. But it's a, it's yeah. a, it is a battle. It's a, it's, there's no question. It's a battle. Well, um, the
1: big thing for me is, and I don't know, necessarily, I'm not going to shout your store out for <laughs> this, uh, like this thing that bugs me sometimes when I'm in the bigger dispensaries in Los Angeles, for instance, right. Or in the central Valley, I'll go in and I call it the wall of Mylar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 4,000 gummies. I mean, woof. Oh yeah. The
0: gummies, uh, we like jokingly call it this past year has been the year of the gummy war. Like yes. there is no question um and mylar bags if i could to say anything to anyone in the industry you're like please just stop using fucking mylar bags i don't know if i can swear on this but yes swear oh, away right. my friend <laughs> like they are one of the worst materials on earth just like agnostic of whatever product you're putting in there yeah. flour gummy whatever it is just like you can try five percent harder and find a better material to package in Um yeah. like we uh, like i said we've we actually in november of 2019 mark our ceo walked into the office one day and was just uh, you know had one of those almost like I couldn't sleep last night moments where, you know, he does the math on how many products we put out in the world, you know, a thousand, 2000 people a day with not one product in their basket. And that's, that's how many dangerous pieces, math, right? Yeah, there. How many pieces of plastic you're doing and all these things. We just said, God, like we can either be the problem or we can try to help the solution. because so we don't know the answer. Like we're not sustainability experts, but since then we actually put a call out to the industry. We said, we're going single use plastic free on our product company by january 1st of 2020 which is hilarious because turns out really hard to do yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) and then from then have since actually founded a coalition based around cannabis packaging sustainability we're currently in like final stages with uc berkeley to talk about commissioning a study well the study's already ready but basically there's logistics behind it about cannabis waste single-use waste and the detriment that it's taking on the california society like mylar is at the core of those problems and, and other things, the dube tube, right? Everyone talks about the dube tube, the shrink wrap on yeah. I think so. Oh, there's, there's tons. That's why aviation it's, I mean, literally I, I flew to San Diego and drove my way back north. Um, I'd love to say in an electric car, but it wasn't, but, uh, and hit so many different packaging suppliers, so many different dispensaries to try to evaluate what's out there in the market from literally the border to Northern California. And it, it's, it's, it's pretty incredible. So, yeah. you know, from a, you know, but then on the product side of things, like to where you're going with it, it is, it's always a battle. Um, You could carry 500 different gummies if you wanted to easily probably carried 4,000 different gummies, I would imagine. Um, But it comes down to what does the consumer actually want? What products are, are good. Yeah. Um, and which ones have something to say. That's another big piece for us too, is we want to make sure that every brand that's on our, shelf as a spot on our website, whatever it is, there's an ethos behind it. Um, ideally there's a concept to it. They have they're an engaged brand that's trying to bring something to the industry. Some, some do better than others and some have lots of challenges to face and there's all those kind of things, but, um, you know, you try to get good actors and when you find things that, you know, you kind of need, you try to encourage them to be good actors. If you need to kind of nudge along that process. And we've seen a lot of reception on that side of things too of of you know people saying we know we know we need to do more like we're it's it's hard it's gonna be you know it takes a long time to turn a cruise ship kind of thing but um the enthusiasm there the interest is there i think that will connect on the product side when it comes to quality hopefully you know as we continue to push but
1: that's the answer is you just got to
0: keep pushing and trying to find the right things.
1: So on the on let's go just flip this a little bit over to the other relationships you have. And that's with directly with the brands, right? Yeah. And the brands coming in and what it what is what's lacking in the brand promotion, uh, brand support on your side. Obviously we have the PADs, you know, patient appreciation days. Um we also have demo days and Ugh. we have all this stuff. I mean, I participate in them, we have to do them, yeah. but it, it seems to me that's why we founded House 420, HAUS 420. If you're listening at home, you work for a dispensary, sign up and you'll be invited to all of our events. But that's why we did House 420 is yeah. to get more of the people in the industry to events so they can see the brands in a convivial atmosphere, yep. not in that forced kind of thing with their brand representative, Yeah. You know? yeah yeah what what would you recommend in terms of how brands present themselves what's a better way if there is one
0: uh there's there's certainly a better way i think there's a lot of there's a lot of different better ways than where we are right now and that's okay i think that's also yeah. a part of the maturing industry i mean before this i spent 12 years working in consumer tech and tech and worked in-house with the head of brand and a company that that we ipo'd and all those kind of things called Fiverr. and um you know we used to talk about the same thing there too that you know it, every time you're doing the first something, like it's nothing but learning. So, um, anyone who's trying is, is, should be applauded and should be commended. But, you know, from, from a brand engagement, especially in the retail side perspective, depth and content is something that is still, still lacking pretty hard. I think, and we push really hard on our brand partners on that one, not because we, um are lazy and just want them to make it for us and we'll push it out on our channels but first of all it's they they should want to be communicating their brand in the way they want to communicate it so like
1: well there's the old saying the shit don't sell so yeah exactly (laughs) so like
0: you know we want to work with partners that want to work with us that want to make content that want to do experiences that want to do all those kind of things demo days like you said a bit of a necessary evil we've actually really basically a limited in them at Airfield. Okay. Um what we've done, we've done a couple of things. One is we built a, a super immersive shop and shop. We call it the hangar. Um that is literally a a hangar in the middle of the retail floor. Before it's just empty square footage that we curate brand partners to be a part of that staffed by our team that has deeper educational content that they can host activations at. Um, and, and it allows the consumer, you know, it, it's COVID, you have to stand in a line. So right before they go to the counter, they get a chance to engage with the brand at a really deep level. And like no one gets in there unless they've got a plan, right? Unless we've got some meaningful conversation to tell. So we had can in there um, showing how to can a can. We had can in there when we launched our custom product, talking about yerba mate and cannabis together. Okay, um, We've done can of craft, did chocolate, you know, chocolate education and in, in infusions. Uh, we've had uh, Kiva in there doing some fun stuff, all sorts of brands. Plus we did a, a brand, a, a donation for pride, you know, all, a lot of, lot of different things in there. So that immersive experience is something that's incredibly powerful. And we see like on the business side, in, incredible lift for those brands um, who are in there because they're getting true engagement. I think that's the difference. Like the the definition of content marketing, if you will, from like the marketing nerd is the exchange of value for consideration? That's where content marketing sure. became this thing. A demo, most of the time, isn't isn't super valuable. It's valuable for the brand, get the exposure. It's maybe valuable for the customer to get a discount. Yeah, but the value exchange there is, is pretty transactional and pretty linear. A true brand is going to be built off of that. Why? Like I'm a massive brand nerd when it comes to like. So I've been sitting and I've worked with you know everybody from Google and the New York Times and Sony and Stance Socks to. Uh, Fiverr, where, you know, when we launched it to the world and created this massive swell to airfield and the cannabis industry and all these things, and, and no matter where you are, it does hold true that people don't buy what you do; they buy why you do it. So if you just go and say, "Hey, we have a gummy; it's ten percent off," that's that's just what. Right. If you talk about your beliefs, why yeah. you got into the industry, what is the perspective on product development? How are you trying to bring that to consumers in a way that benefits yeah, this, them? The story arc. Yeah, it's a much different experience, and so we try to really push any brand partner to focus there. We can. The selling part is our job. We'll make sure it comes through, but our job also is to make sure people end up with the right products. Now, how about so identification
1: of those artisanal brands? Do are you doing any of that yet?
0: Yeah, we do. I mean you know the hall of flowers is nice but to your point like you don't it's not a place everyone can be so for us a lot of it is on is is social diving it's it's looking at other brands it's trying to figure out where people are that people don't know about yet yeah that's one of the ones i mean you're talking about these small farms that are growing incredible products like you know hunting them down that's that's networks of connections that come out of things i mean that's exactly it's a never-ending process it is truly like what they the painting the golden gate bridge cliche right that as soon as you finish you got to start again you're starting the same as day as soon as the portfolio seems like it's right you know there's something you're missing already so yeah. it's a never-ending cycle it's something that has to be from someone who has like a real passion to just be yeah. out there constantly hunting and finding and yeah. finding and you know because it is there's a lot of there's a
1: lot of the same products on a lot of the same shelves that's what um, i'm like i always look for that with our yeah. distro partners is like if you don't, I, I tell everyone, if you're not, you, I call it the maker face. If you're not the maker face of your brand, I don't want to do your brand Yeah, because it's important to me that there's a story. There's that story arc that this is how you came to it. This is the reasonings you came for it. And you, you'll hear some incredible stories about, oh. you know, personal strife or, you know, they lost everything in some business and then this cannabis saved them. So you still hear those things and they're important. And that's the, to me, I mean, I've been in corporate world before too, you know, and it was just like it's money driven. Obviously, everybody's got to make money. Something's I don't have I pro- I don't, you know, begrudge anyone making money. Yeah. You got to do it. But there, is, there are these stories that are on. You know, to a certain extent, these stories are now starting to be buried. Yeah, and yeah, it's, it's 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 important, I think, to really um keep your eyes open as a consumer um so if you're listening out there keep your eyes open um and really um find those brands that are bringing something new different and it and may be the thing that you know spins your wheels too you know yeah yeah i mean and it's also it's
0: it's so true and it a lot of it is you know it's finding partners and people who have the passion to, to do the hunting it is really tough you know when you're when you've got two thousand people a day to be constantly yeah. out there finding that finding that you know in the tech world, we call it the white space, right? Like finding these things that you yeah. don't know exist. So you have to build networks and you have to build partnerships and you have to find um, things, you know, for a while there was the big trend of like the big brand who sourced from all the local farmers. And, you know, that's it's a good concept. Um, you know, there's there's economical challenges in that, but I still believe that those kind of things are very much have a chance to succeed. Um, but you have to figure it out, whether it's networks, connections, passions, anything, um, it, it really just comes down to a, an aggressive pursuit of perfection, knowing that it's never going to be there, yeah. um, knowing that it's always just about getting one step closer. Yeah.
1: So in terms of aggressive pursuit of perfection, let's talk about two brands that we carry um, that are um, incredible. the Three Kings uh, Empire from Los Angeles, California. Keith rolled 1.5 gram doobies with um, wax infusion. Um, amazing product um Seth makes a great artisanally made um, doobie that it always satisfies um and also we, we should talk about some other brands too here um with regard to like shuggs of course the sponsor of this program as always shuggs brings you that sweet sweet always delectable treat in sugar agave and stevia so look for shuggs at a dispensary near you um got two last questions they're the same questions i ask everybody Bring it. tell me a stony story and it could be about you or it could be about somebody you <laughs> in college okay. um two
0: immediately popped to mind uh one which one's better uh okay so one one i won't tell but i'll give the quick preface on was i uh the fiverr the company i worked for before this uh my like second day there, I was in Tel Aviv. They're based out of Tel Aviv. Okay. We went to the Dead Sea. I'm with literally 400 people I've never met in my life. Like don't know a single person except one guy who uh, was also from San Francisco and had also started two days before. So like he was the only, basically the only person I knew, you know, yeah. in, in 10,000 miles. Uh, and uh, we meet one other person from Colorado uh, and the three of us were in the Dead Sea. we are just like, all right, like guess we're going to get stoned. Um, and so uh i'll get fairy stone someone makes a comment about wow this is the lowest place i've ever been high it's the dead yeah. sea and we're all just Ba-dum-bum. like <laughs> like profound moment so like that's the one i won't tell that i just did but the one that i think is more fun
1: uh is my <laughs> that's the first though by the way that's the first were you getting in the mud in the dead sea too oh yeah yeah all yeah right, i okay. mean not while smoking okay yeah, yeah. Uh, post mud that's a good one oh okay. yeah post post
0: mud post smoke or post mud post soak yeah smoke (laughs) Uh, (laughs) it's fascinating fascinating place uh but uh, i think the one my favorite stony story is my wife uh and i went to college together after college we we backpacked around europe then girlfriend now wife yep uh and we're in amsterdam as one does uh and we she doesn't like smoking all that much uh except on the rare occasion and so she was like oh let's get a brownie uh so we were like oh we'll get a brownie and it's like oh it's called a space cake whatever We're like oh yeah so we eat it also by the way we're like incredibly budgeted on this trip We're six months you know we're not we're right. saving up for a year to go on this trip we bought the train pass the backpacks that are also a suitcase like we're like we're we're getting at it we're going full euro trip yada yada um so we buy the space cake and then we're like oh we shouldn't really buy lunch we'll just like get something like little but we're so starving. We eat the whole space, like big space cake. Oh no. Yeah. And we're just, we had been hopping around Amsterdam for a couple of days and we're like, all right, we ended up staying in Harlem, which is just a 20 minute train right away. Yeah. And I remember we're sitting on the train and Christina's like, I don't feel anything. And so we, we go to dinner at finally like the nice dinner place that we had been like, okay, once a week we'll go to like your save up place. Yeah, exactly. A little bit nicer place on this, like, you know, eating kebabs for six months straight trip. And yeah, we're sitting at the bar and i'm just like hanging out i think maybe having a beer or something all of a sudden uh my wife just starts like yelling at me and she's like hey hey and i just like look at her and i'm like what she's like i'm fucking stoned we have to go <laughs> I'm like what she's like i can't see straight i don't know what to- Dude, like she's like losing it. To this day, she says that I was literally just like stuffing cheeks full of bread, like full on chipmunking.
1: Oh my god!
0: Um, I don't think I was. Just for clarity, for the world. But so then we go back to the hotel, and she's like laying there, she's stoned like out of her mind, like so much. Like, and I was watching Animal Planet on the TV. I remember the story like it was yesterday, and she just looks at me and she goes, "I'm going to die, and my dad's going to kill you. (laughs) Like he's going to have to come get my body." from amsterdam and that's not going to be good for you mm-hmm. and i'm just like eating a Kit Kat. like yeah i think it will be okay she's uh, like my heart is racing and i put my head on her chest it's like bu-bum, it's bu-bum. not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like just the most classic stony experience ever well um, sure, that, she'll be mad that i just told that story
1: well but, i like, think we're at I mean, about 100 episodes now and i think the brownie stories are a clear winner in yeah. the stony story category yeah. um by far. Yeah. And they all have to do including my stony store that I've told before. Um, so yeah, uh, do you have any plugs right now? You got any specials or anything interesting or any new
0: initiatives coming up? Um, yeah, I mean, we we always have a ton of stuff going on. I think, um, you know, to just shameless plugs. Obviously, check out our new website. It's it's super fun. Very nice. Thank Very you nice you so much. We've spent a lot of time building it so that when you're shopping, you can shop in a variety of different ways, not yeah. just one flat menu. You can shop by what you like, what you're interested in, previous purchase history, all those kind of things. Um, you know, we've got a lot of fun stuff coming up through the end of the year on the retail side of things. We've got, you know, partners in there. We're going to be doing a huge, obviously, holiday thing. We call it the 25 Days Ablaze. It's like just that <laughs> shameless, clever marketing shameless guy. title, right? Uh, but so, you know, lots of different things like that. Aviation cannabis, obviously, is a, is a huge focus for us. Launching that, we've been really proud. We've been dialing in genetics and consistency and flavor. You know we've got amazing sustainable packaging. We're really excited. That's going to be rolling out, um, you know, statewide shortly, um, to a variety of places. But obviously also at Airfield um, in San Jose.
1: Right on. And in terms of shameless plugs, I am going to plug some of our other smaller brands. And but a great brand is Lori and Mary Jane's delicious cakes. Their almond cake their um, chocolate little cakes and their go fudge yourself fudge and delicious chocolate and orange cream the Lori mary jane's og from oregon uh, Lori um, and her daughter-in-law brought the recipes down from portland oregon they're being proudly produced at the galley in santa rosa california nice. and we are distributing them here all across the state great people happy to have them in the sense distribution family uh, chris thanks so much for being here Thank i really you. appreciate your time and if you ever want to launch anything or you just want to come shoot the shit let me know thanks love to come back thanks, this man. is fantastic appreciate it yeah thanks everybody thanks guys and we'll see you on days and infuse next episode bye bye. the opinions expressed on this cannabisradio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.